Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of a Trillionaire. It is 9.34 a.m. September 28th. It's a Monday. It's an interesting day. Because today, I'm going to talk about something that is going to be very different, but very much on brand, I guess you can say, to what I was talking about in the last few episodes. You know, you missed it. I spoke um, on, no, on a number of things, but I think one of the most important is this idea of putting putting down or, or moving away from faith-based mentality. That scares some people. Moving away from religion. That scares some people. And so... I mentioned in the other episodes that when you're messing around with the, you know these core ideas to how people identify with themselves to how people see kind of reality or you know their life and their meaning their purpose um this that and the other people get scared <laughs> when you shake up those ideas um but what's scarier, what's especially scared about, scary about these ideas is what is what comes next, what comes after, where do you go from here? If this is wrong, if all my life, you know, this is wrong, then what is right? What do I do now? And so that's what I want to show you. That's what I want to talk about today. All right. So once again, um, I'm not here to test your faith to scare you away from religion or from anything else that you think is true I'm merely here to warn you of the danger of what you may believe in warn you of the danger of where you are and show you some alternatives to where you can go to what may help you what may help those around you what may help uh, humanity really <laughs> to live a better life, to go beyond um, where we are now. You know, faith and religion and spirituality, um, or however you call it, you know, these have gotten us to where we are now. But as the famous saying goes, what got you here won't get you there. Eventually, you have to change, eventually, you have to adapt. Eventually, you have to evolve. You have to find a better way to get to a higher position, a higher spot. And I hope to help do that today. All right. So what I'm talking about today is, and you hear <laughs> this uh, said throughout, but I'm not going to be using this word very often. Um, this idea of chakras. All right. I'm not going to pretend to know much about this because I don't. <laughs> uh, as always, this podcast is a documentation of my journey, you know, and I hope to bring you along with my journey. I hope to journey together as we find, you know, more truths and find our purpose, find our mission, find uh, just go through life really together. And so I came across this, you know, recently, yesterday, really. Now, of course, as, as many of us have, I've heard about this before. I've heard about chakras and um, 
these different ideas of of energy of kind of sounds woo woo <laughs> in a way and it is don't get me wrong i'm not that's why i'm not getting into the, all that um but for me it is a the beginning you know a kind of first step first couple of steps toward a better truth that i think a lot of people can really understand and that will help a lot of people on their path as they move forward to a new understanding of reality to a new understanding of what they see as per as their purpose and meaning something beyond religion and faith all right it's important to point out that um like i mentioned yesterday things like meditation is an extremely powerful idea it is a great really great alternative to things like prayer to ritualistic ideas or concepts that we use throughout uh different religions you know meditation is a starting point to everything else so you may have some idea of chakras you may have heard it from something like avatar or naruto or whatever all right i don't know if this is real or not i'm not talking about crystals or or <laughs> wavelengths or colors or anything like that cuz i don't know anything about that what i i'm not going to say no yet but what i believe and what i think can be tested can be experimented with right is the idea that our body has different centers that's what i like to call it so far different centers of you know things in our body so there's nerve centers there's organ centers there's digestive centers in our body we know this is like our organs you know this is facts <laughs> we know that if you look at your anatomy there's certain parts of your body that have like a lot of lymph nodes for instance that have a lot of nerves that have a lot of even in your gut like there's actually a second brain almost in your gut with the amount of uh, neurons in your stomach so there are a lot of really interesting aspects of the body there's also a phenomenon that we all know very well the placebo effect and it's so effective because it shows you the power of the brain the mind that as conscious beings we can think on a level that influences the rest of our body why because the rest of our body is all connected you know your brain is not the only place where there are neurons so not only can you communicate with others outside of yourself but you can communicate with yourself with your own body again this is not woo woo <laughs> anything like that this is facts you know this is something that you can research you can test you can experiment when you meditate when you meditate you are able to communicate with yourself i'm i'm saying like like this but you can find better ways to say it whatever works for you that's kind of the problem with this idea of chakras is that it's a very charged word 
when I say chakras, <laughs> chakras, however you want to say it, you have an you get an idea of you know kind of mystical, magical stuff. You know, you get an idea of Avatar and Naruto, and, and and that may work for you. If it does, go for it. But for many of us, like me, it doesn't. <laughs> right? It makes you kind of retract. I like to start from a logical standpoint first, and then go um, from there. Right? I like to base everything I'm thinking and, and doing on the reality that I can see, perceive, and measure. And, you know, if that works for you, then this this will work for you, hopefully. If that doesn't, then, oh well, you know, you could just try your own thing. There's plenty, plenty out there for this. Alright, but let's let's get more into this. So, as always, coming, with, <laughs> coming up with this stuff on the spot. But, like I said, this is a journey. This is something that we're going to do together. People listen to this today, tomorrow, next year, 10 years. You're going to be able to see my, my, my progress. You're going to be able to see how I have learned more. Right? And how high I have grown. And hopefully that will help you on your journey as well. Hopefully that will help you to see that you don't have to start at 100. You don't have to start at some crazy level of, you know, <laughs> knowing, doing everything. You're probably going to start in a similar level to me with a lot of skepticism. With a lot of, I don't want to say worry, but a lot of doubt. A lot of self-doubt, a lot of um, skeptical doubt about what is possible and what is going on here. So for me, you know, I have doubts in it because it, it doesn't seem like something you can measure when you talk about energies or whatever in the body and all that stuff. That's why I'm not, I'm not calling it energy because energy is not some physical concept, right? Energy is simply a term like temperature it is a term of measurement. And so I, I, I feel like people use that term a little bit too loosely. And so that loses people like me who like who are thinking like when you say energy, what 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 exactly are you, ta are you talking about, right? It it actually does work in this concept, and um, but not as literally as people are saying. When people say there are energy, you know, your energy is this, that, and the other, right? It actually does work on a conceptual level because energy is simply the ability to do work. Right? I think that's the actual definition, something similar to that. But it's just like temperature. Temperature is the um I think the amount of heat in a system. Right? So when your temperature is rising, it's because the heat is rising. The heat is, you know, the the movement of the particles in that in that object. And the air and the water and whatever you're measuring. Energy is something similar. It is the ability to, for a certain thing, object, force, field, something to do work. Right? So something... <laughs> using a term like energy beam is kind of weird because, like, what is, what is the object that is doing the work? Right? Energy is not some... It's not like Goku <laughs> with a Kamehameha wave. <laughs> uh... 
it has to be it has to be a a substance that you're using right like air you can energize air because the air poly, the, the the particles you know they 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 vibrate they get faster when you heat it up or when you put a, a an electric field through it right it it excites the particles the electrons whatever you, whatever level you want to look at it it excites those and those now those excited particles are a, now able to do work meaning they can um do more i'm not going to say danger but they can do more than they were before cuz you put energy into the system through heat through electricity whatever through pressure even that's why i'm i'm saying all this because i want you to understand that i'm not talking about some woo woo stuff here <laughs> all right so i'm not going to be talking about energies in your body because i don't even know what is being excited here i don't know what exactly is being excited within your body when we're, when we're when we're talking about meditation but i do know there is a measurable phenomenon going going on here when you meditate you're able to calm your mind calm your thoughts you're able to base yourself in a specific way of thinking that allows you to be more effective that allows you to utilize you know the full potential of your of your mind because you're no longer distracted people might say you know utilize your full power of your brain or whatever you always utilizing the full power of your brain of the physical organ of your brain however most of us most of the time get distracted very easily because <laughs> we're animals just like anything else just like a dog looking at a squirrel <laughs> we tend to be distracted with things going on in our environment our brain we can only really concentrate on, on i think it's five to seven things about seven things give or take two or three so between five and nine things at a time some of us maybe only three <laughs> let's be real but the point is here that when you meditate you now can take out some of those distractions you can you can you know learn to put aside some of those distractions so that you can focus on a goal you can focus on a feeling you can focus on a specific thing there's a lot of lead up <laughs> because these are the sorts of thoughts i have when i'm when i'm getting into this idea when i'm when i saw it, when i um was introduced to this idea. My partner, my soulmate, my my baby love. <laughs> she, you know, did a great job of explaining this to me, but I'm a very skeptical person. <laughs> so I had to, you know, kind of reword things in my mind to see what helps for me. I had to do research. And it's and it's fun funny because I've heard a lot of this before from people like Tim Ferriss. You know, people may know who Tim Ferriss is. He's one of the author of a Four Hour Work Week. One of the uh, has one of the best, uh, biggest, longest uh, podcast. <laughs> and he does a lot of these sorts of things, a lot of experiments with the body, the mind, um, with medicine, and all that stuff. Check him out if you haven't already. Um, but anyways, okay, <laughs> fifteen minutes in, we still didn't even talk about 
these these uh, chakras, right? So let's get into it. All right. So starting from the bottom, uh, they say there are seven main centers. Again, I'm not going to call it chakras from here on out. I'm going to call it centers just because it feels more practical to me. You know, there are centers in your body. Um, I'm not sure what yet. I'm going to look that up later. But there are centers of your body. And it has to do with um, kind of centered. My hypothesis is that it centers. It is a center of specific uh, maybe nerve centers, right? Nerve centers or whatever. I'm losing my words right now. Not losing my words. I just don't know them right now. Because <laughs> I want to do some more research. But starting from the bottom, you have your root. All right. Your root can be at the base of your spine. You know, that's an obvious biological center right there. And it is, you know, the source of balance. Or rather, it is a foundation for stability and a feeling of home. Feeling of being here on this earth, in your life, in your home. And it provides a tool for being grounded and down to earth. Again, these are all things that work for me. Maybe they don't make sense for you, so look it up yourself and, and see what resonates with you. There's an interplay going on be between your, your conscious mind, your subconscious, and your physical body. And the universe at large. Because <laughs> there are a lot of interesting things out here. But your root, some say there are different ways of looking at it, you know, from your the base of your low spine. You can also say it's the base of your pelvis, you know, if you're looking at it from the front. And once again, it's balance. It provides a source of grounding. And then you have what they call the sacral or sacral, and that is basically in your stomach area or your lower back this is an area for passion and I call it the kind of levy for creativity and pleasure you know you can see this as a tool for for sex for sex drive and for creating for creativity and I see this because I rationally I rationalize this as um, because your stomach is actually its own brain, right? <laughs> your digestive tract has a number of bacteria. And the bacteria is as much a part of you as the rest of your organs. Like if you if you didn't have bacteria in your in your stomach, like the trillions of bacteria that you have, you wouldn't be completely human. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to exist, like be alive without that bacteria. It's very interesting. Very interesting uh interplay there. But the bacteria, you know, of course, they feed on the different foods that you eat. So when you when you have different foods in your stomach, you can actually feel differently based on what you're eating. So if you have an unhealthy diet, you may feel differently than if you have, you know, if you, than if you're eating healthier. You can actually feel. Um, some that's why they have you know aphrodisiacs. You can actually feel yourself 
being feeling more sexual, like having more sexual desires if you eat certain foods versus if you eat um, maybe fatty foods or something like that and you feel more sluggish, right? So when you have, uh, sometimes when you're on an emptier stomach, you can be very, um, I think it depends on the, I'm not sure if it, I got to look that up. I'm not even going to say because I haven't looked this up, but I've heard it, you know, from Tim Ferriss podcast and a couple other ones, but that's an interesting area, your stomach. And it's based on the bacteria, the things that you eat, the things that you don't eat, you know, how full you are, how not. And then your next area. Above that, you have your solar plexus. You know, I say this is a place for intuition. It's it's a sort of pool for your drive, your pa- your passion, not your passion, I'm sorry. Your drive and your purpose, your confidence. It's a tool for decision making. And this allows you to, like when you feel like you, you are really self-confident, you can make a decision about things very, fairly quickly because you intuitively know, hey, this is the right choice, this is the wrong choice. And so this area, this is I think this is one of my weaker areas. Look, you can, see, you can tell by the way I'm talking. Of course, this is one of my weaker areas. <laughs> um, we have a lack of self-confidence. kind of feels like a weakness there, right, in your center. You don't feel as as centered in that um in that area that's something I have to work on you can kind of tell through my voice and the way I talk and everything like that I don't have a I question myself a lot you know a lot of self doubts and stuff like that so that's something I'm working on and then the next area is your heart you know it's the center of the centers (laughs) the center of all of these areas and is the um the source of love, you know, source of pa- of compassion, of meaning, of connection with others and the world at large. It is a tool for empathy. So you can more easily reach out to others, more easily understand each uh, other people, and even yourself, you know, self-love. So it's a very interesting um, aspect here as well. Um, I didn't want to get too much into the the, the whole balancing thing because there are you can be blocked with some of these you can be too much of them or too little but this one's very interesting it caught my eyes that there's not only not only can you have too little love or be blocked here but you can also have too much I think that's an interesting problem to have where you're thinking about other people so much that you're not really taking care of yourself that you're not really able to, you know, um, do more for yourself. That a lowering of self-confidence from the solar plexus area that can travel up into, you know, this heart area where you're caring about other people so much that you, it's, it's kind of feeding into your you know your lower self-esteem because you're not caring about yourself that's <laughs> it hurts to say that because like uh for me that's like like oh such a truth right there you know that's what my um my girl was saying to me 
that I tend to kind of think about others above myself a little bit too much. And so that makes it difficult for me to, you know, be more self-confident. Like I said yesterday in the other episode, the other entry, you know, sometimes you got to put your mask on first. You got to make sure you are, are, not sometimes, all the time, (laughs) you have to make sure you are good, stable, you know, balanced, feeling good about yourself, because then you can more effectively help other people. But anyways, going up, above that you have your throat. Alright, it's the area for oration, so I like to call it. Nice fancy word, oration. <laughs> and it amplifies your self-expression, your leadership skills. And it's a tool for your speaking skills and for voicing your thoughts, your opinions. Very important aspect of, of uh, charisma. I might call it that, you know, later. Might be a better word than uh, oration. Charisma. This is how you're able to bring others to your side, to speak for, up for yourself, to speak up for anything else that you believe in. You know, sometimes people do too much of this. <laughs> you know, they, use, they overuse this skill. Um, and sometimes people don't do it enough. You're not even you're not letting yourself be you're not expressing yourself and that can impact everything else and then you have one of the most vaunted one of the most talked about things you know your mind's eye your third eye <laughs> this is where your you know um, pineal gland is pineal I think it's pineal gland in your brain this is uh, the insight that you have. I call it a lens for your manifestations and spirituality. It's a tool for seeing beyond the obvious. I'm not going to say beyond the mortal plane or whatever. (laughs) I'm going to say beyond the obvious. Because we can look with our eyes and see all sorts of things. Like I said yesterday, you know, our brain, was it yesterday? Or whatever entry it was. Our brains have spent so much, um, have so much space for, for, you know, just eyesight, for visual acuity. However, there is so much more out there than what you can physically see. Everything from what you hear, you know, what you smell, what you taste, what you feel. And a number of other senses. They, they say there's, there's more than just five senses there. It could be seven. It could be 28 or whatever. <laughs> right? Some other animals have way more senses than we do. Everything from, you know, ability to feel magnetic fields to electricity to all this other stuff. Right? Even we have more than just the typical five that we talk about. Like kinesthetic. You know, the balance and stuff like that. The ability to feel your, your health. Like your organs. That's actually a feeling inside you. That's actually an actual feeling, you know, a sensory feeling. There's a number of other things that we have that we don't really think about, that we don't really talk about, but are very important. And I think this is where it kind of all comes together in this mind's eye. And then above that, you have your crown. Hold up. Got to back up because for the mind's eye, it has to be said, you know, this is where people really get into that spiritual um, stuff. And this can be dangerous because you tend to be 
if you if you're too heavy into this you know you kind of you're not even you can't ground yourself anymore right your core your root is no longer as grounded as it needs to be and you're just floating around talking about all these spirits and 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 uh action projection and all this other stuff you know but if you're not grounded in reality and practicality and and uh the life that we live today then you can you can float away <laughs> you can float away from yourself so you got to be real careful when you're thinking about opening your mind and viewing things that are not obvious I had to say that and then you have your crown the top of your head the tippy top and it is the home of thought it is a channel of now this is going to sound woo woo but as avatar puts it <laughs> it's a channel for cosmic energy it's a tool for understanding reality and the truths of the universe so when i say energy in this context for me that means a conceptual number one a conceptual energy a conceptual um collection of the particles of truth right because I think that being conscious is a very interesting thing this is kind of like the seat of consciousness and being conscious allows you to conceptualize ideas as if they were real as if they were like a physical object not literally in your hand but like when we think of things we have these concepts in our minds and we can create physical manifestations of them right that sounds crazy but that's literally how our life works today when you look at money this is literally a conceptual idea this is a non-existent idea that we created a physical manifestation of because all money is is a currency of value right and these words value is a completely conceptual idea might have to go soon um but yeah value is somebody's... yeah i'm gonna have to go <laughs> um so let me let me wrap this up real quick Value is the, well, you know what value is, but you, I think you get what I'm saying, right? Where we create these ideas in the world. We say, hey, you know, what if there's a, a way to, you know, talk to other people across the world? <laughs> what if there's a way to, you know, um, put value on this, this apple so that I can buy that orange and uh, we can agree on the price? What if there's a way to, you know, this, that, and the other? We can come up with all sorts of things. This is how we invent things. We have this conceptual model and then we manifest it with the physical invention, innovation, all this stuff. So that's what I mean by cosmic energy. Is that we, we can conceptualize these ideas and then we can invent something to make it real. That's what's so cool about being human, about being conscious. Um, but yeah, I'm going to stop there and uh, we'll pick this up later. You know, so not all of my entries are going to be talking about this, but I think this is an interesting part of my journey. 
my path. <laughs> so we'll see where it goes. And uh, thanks for listening once again. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you're thinking. And once again, you can contact me at Elijah Claude, E-L-I-J-A-H-C-L-A-U-D-E. <laughs> On any platform, Gmail, Twitter, uh, YouTube, or Instagram, Elijah. And let me know. I'd love to speak with you. Doesn't matter where or where or when you're hearing this either. It could be, you know, months from now, years from now. Reach out to me. I, I most likely will still take time to talk because this is, this is what I enjoy doing. But thanks again for listening and have a good day. Bye-bye.